What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of What's Your ETA? I'm your co-host, Megan Hester. And I'm your co-host, Vivian Summers. We're here to take you behind the scenes of the hair and makeup industry. Okay, so Tara Savella, we actually went to makeup school together in LA. What, I don't know how many years ago, it was probably about 15. I never know the dates, I have like time blindness. I feel like that's all makeup artists have time blindness. 2007 <laughs> or 2008, right around there? Yeah, that? I'd say that's when we met. Um, we walked yeah. into a beauty course and... And we were instantly friends. We were instantly friends and we had no idea what the future held. But I haven't seen you in God knows how long. I think the last time I saw you, we were in Manhattan and I ran into you in the village, right? Or no, in Soho. Yeah, I think we went for like mojitos or something. Yeah, you were in the middle of a tour. What was that? So basically, Tara, give us a background of after what happened after makeup school. So we were both in a beauty class together. Did you do the hair one? No, because I was very hairstylist. That's what happened. Okay, so once I went to the hair class, you went to the special effects one. And around that time, I met someone from Smashbox Studios, uh, a guy I started dating. And he (laughs) introduced me to Lori Taylor at Smashbox. But it was like a, I thought I was going in for a job interview. And I went there and she was basically like doing him a favor. Like, oh, you know, wow. if you have any questions ever. Well, that's a great favor for him to do for you. <laughs> a really good favor. But I was still in the hair class. So I think the hair class was like a few weeks and you were in the special effects. Yeah. And then I went right back to New York. Yeah. I, so I got, um, since he worked at the studios, he had friends who were photographers. He wanted to do test photos and stuff. So they booked me. And I remember our teacher. Pamela? Not Pamela. It was another, like, Joe or something. She was in the hair one. In Megan and I's class, the something I didn't realize was a problem is that we had no diversity. So we only <laughs> learned how to do, oh, wow. light, like, Caucasian and maybe, like, there were, like, some Latinas in there. But that's it. No, it was, like, well, it was all Caucasian skin. <laughs> it was all Caucasian skin. The first photo shoot I get hired to do at Smashbox is a gorgeous supermodel who is the darkest you could be. And I knew that I didn't know how to do that. So I asked one of our teachers, and I remember so distinctly, like in those classes, they told us like, you're going to have to work at makeup counters. You know, that's going to be your life. And Megan and I being like, not no. us. That's not why we're here. <laughs> so, no, that's not I remember we're I told the teacher, like, I have this shoot and I'm super nervous and I don't know how to do that kind of hair either because all the wig heads are just like straight brown hair. So she offered to come with me and help me. Oh, wow. I didn't and know she that. was like really excited. Like, oh my God, that's so great. Smashbox Studios. Of so course. she came with Smashbox Tara. Yeah. yeah. And just like help. I actually didn't need the help. Once I got started, but I was just so anxious about it and nervous. It helped to have her there. And so then I, that was like my first, it wasn't paid. Um, but then I kept reaching out to this Lori woman. Like, if you need anything, let me know. I'll come to set with you. I'll carry your bags. 
I'll do anything you want. I'll get make your lunch. I just want to like be around and learn from you. <laughs> you you bribed her as much as possible just to get in that door. <laughs> so she finally was like, okay, I have this shoot this weekend. It was for, you know, some clothing brand, like their catalog or something. And I went with her and she, we just got along really well, like our personalities. So she really liked me and started bringing me on more jobs. So I was just ec- ecstatic. Plus, she would actually, unlike other people I assisted, she would have like, you know, we have six models for a runway show or for a photo shoot. And she would show me on the first model, like telling me what she was doing. And then she would actually let me work and do a few of the makeups and then kind of like oversee what I did. She was just like the best dream mentor. Like, So she was more hands-on than most. Where a lot of people I've assisted, I literally held their brushes. Yeah. Isn't that the weirdest culture? And when they needed something, I ran back and forth and I was, yeah. you know, don't be heard or seen. You're just invisible until you're needed. With Lori, it was totally different. So do you still talk to Lori? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's great. That led to my tour as well through Lori. You were going to get there with that one. Um, but yes. as far as like with Smashbox, when you first started, you said that you weren't paid. Now that that happens off, often, right, Viv? Yeah. You teach sometimes. So when we leave makeup school, it's TFP, which is trade for print. Yeah. I taught for a few years in Australia and I've done some teaching also at Cinema Makeup here. And, you know, the same thing applies. I really loved hearing what you were saying about some of the makeup artists letting you do some of the work because I've heard from so many students that they they come back and they're depleted because they literally, all they did all day was wash brushes and and stand on set and powder and they're not really getting anywhere. And it doesn't really give the artist the opportunity to see their skills, to give them opportunities to, to actually work. So it's great that you had a great mentor. I just also wanted to add when you said that you're, um, an, you're, uh, in time, not an in time person, um, um, that's that's basically an artist. We're all like that. We're we're in time, which means we don't. <laughs> we're all trying to play catch up. You're all trying to play catch Yeah, but the thing with schools is, I think that's a great thing to say to some of the students that I've taught or the ones that I will in the future, is to just try and see if the artists are going to give them the opportunity to really learn and grow because I think on set it's only so much time that we've got in class to teach them and yeah. and really that's their learning is out on set the other thing I want to say is in Australia everybody's everybody's white blonde and blue-eyed so when I first came here I didn't know what hit me because I was just like so used to doing you know that light Caucasian yeah so it's de- it was definitely a learning curve for me too because we don't do that much in Australia I, I wanted to ask you a question ah. and it's when, what do you feel like, or what's your opinion about what you learned in school versus what you really needed to know to work in real life? Yeah. Um, that's so tough, man. <laughs> Cause I was annoyed with that school because yeah, yeah. the class, the, the classroom was like, so, you know, I came from a background where I paid for my school in. So like a lot of the students, their parents or whatever, were just given money out or whatever. And I didn't get along with that. <laughs> so yeah. <for> me, it, <laughs> it's like, as soon as I left that school, I was like, 
let me get out of here. Let me hit the road, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to assist. I knew that was number one. That was not me. I couldn't assist people. So I went a different route, totally. So hearing how you went into assisting and then, you know, you kind of want to like the fast track on because yeah. you went straight into like, basically you, you were Lady Gaga's makeup artist for how long? I started in uh, 2008, actually. That's when I first worked with her. But I started touring in 2009, and I worked, I did her makeup until 2014, until the end of 2014, I think. So six full years of being on the tour. That had to be a little intimidating coming right out of school. And it's like, here's Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) The thing was, at the time, she had had... Like, Just Dance and Poker Face. It was the first year. Yeah, but beyond that, it wasn't, like, this huge... It didn't feel like, of course, how it would now or even a couple years after. So while I was on tour, bizarre, like, went from... In the first tour, like, there's no one waiting outside our hotels. There's, you know, we have one security guard. We have, like, a small crew... And when I first booked the job, I was told it's two weeks. So I was on a two-week trial period. And did you book that through Smashbox? In a, kind of. I'll explain. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was only told, like, we had a few tour dates booked. It was a short tour. And as we were on the road, we would get told every week, it's doing so well, it extended another month. It extended that's another three wow, months. That's wild. So I just never went home. Wow. Like I left like, see you guys in two weeks. And then. So you literally had two weeks of clothes packed and that was it. You had no, no understanding of what was going on. Did you have rent? Pay- like what was your living situation like? I lived with friends. So I had rent I, and I had a car too. So like. What did you do with all this stuff? I went from leaving my apartment, but like I still had my room to I realized, oh, I'm never even going to chance to, like, come home. <laughs> and I had a boyfriend, too. I was going to say, how does it affect your personal life? You don't have one. You have to. Ch- I think you have to choose. If the choose, you're either going to do this and work or you're going to really value your personal life. And I was like, I know what I want to do, so whatever. So it's a double-edged sword in some, some sort of way. Like, you know, you're For getting sure. this, like, huge blessing of, oh, my God, you're getting work. You don't have to struggle. And it's immediately after school to, okay, all familiarity, all family, all of your home is kind of, whoop, figure it yeah, out. You're, you're all dependent <laughs> on whatever they, they give you that day, basically. And they become your family, too. Like, that's your family. They, they become your family, and then that's, like, a whole thing. When you finally – the job ends, it's, like, heartbreaking. There are people who, like, you know, they met on the tour, and they got married on the tour, and then suddenly one person's being brought forward and the other's not. And they're oh, like, wow, that must, like, destroy people and divorces and all of that. That's so much I just had no clue. I didn't know what I was getting into. I was just – so, basically – I was assisting Lori for probably like a year and a half, maybe longer, but assisting her very quickly went to, I'm her first assistant, That's probably wild. after like four times working with her. So assisting her was doing the makeup and learning from her. And so I got, I remember within the first couple of months, it was like a billboard on sunset. Wow. I think I remember that. And that was like, whoa, this is so cool. So 
I got paid in product mostly. <laughs> Thanks, Lori. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's Smashbox makeup. So I got there's some jobs where there's maybe like a little like a hundred a day. Yeah. Maybe. That was like a good one. It was like, which is crazy. And that was for a billboard. <laughs> that was for billboards. For billboards for the for like the actual cosmetic, you know, the things that are in the stores for the oh products. Oh my god! And and to think how much money they're making off of each of I those know. products, and they can't even give the artist what what they should be giving them. That's that's insane to me, and that's still the culture. Yeah, I do feel like in comparison to a lot of other jobs, that one. I mean, I was learning. I was getting building an, a real kit because let's face it, the ones we got in school, like oh yeah, mud oh my god, <laughs> you leave school and you go to apply that on someone's face, and you're like, oh, they look insane. I would never be able to work. <gasps> I like mean, this. No. I'm embarrassed at what we give the students. I've I've been embarrassed. You know, they get this little tiny kit, Some of and the it's stuff like, isn't oh that bad, no, they've got but... better. I mean, oh my god, I remember the. Yeah. Anyway, I I, I love. Don't get. I'm not going to mention any brands. <laughs> all of the skin makeup and what they the way they taught us to apply it yeah the way they taught us was <laughs> get out of here everyone looked crazy and that was how they taught was like I, I don't even know what I necessarily took from that maybe just like I basic. think you untaught yourself untaught yourself I did because then I went to Lori and I got to learn from her yeah and she's amazing and I remember the first job being like oh this is what you need for something to be perfect on camera. Everything yeah. I have in this kit is basically, I need to replace it. That's a key. What you just said, Tara, is a key because you said on camera. So a lot of times people are like, oh, this looks great face value, but we're not, you know, when we get trained or going to work, we have to think about the lights, the stage. Where is it? What medium is it? Is it huey? Is it yeah. stage? Is it, you know, things are more forgiven. Well, I go off book. I don't even touch the book. Like I look at the curriculum and I just, I throw it out. And when the kids come in, they're all Insta famous or they've all done something on Instagram. So yeah. I said, we're just going to throw that out the window because you don't have a, a light right in your face. And you're basically, and you're going to get rid of everything yes. that you think of and we're not going to read the book and we're going to do this, this, and this. And you can see them all just kind of like having like a mental breakdown about it. And I, but in some ways I will say, because I have taught over 10 years, it's definitely got better girls. It's definitely got better. They've got, it's got more That's real. It's got more real. And, That's you know, we had to fight for those curriculums to really include things like on set. They have to do a certain amount of hours on set to even be able to get their uh, diploma now. That's so interesting that you just said that because that was one of the things. So once I did, I'll at some point tell you how I got the job. But once yes, I did, I want to hear this. That's what the people want to hear. How did this okay. happen so quickly after but school? Before I forget, there was like just a huge difference of, oh, like there are etiquettes for all different kinds of sets that they don't yes. teach you in the school you just took. So like verbiage. Yep. Um, on a photo set, on a film set, on a TV set, how it's all different. How, how totally you different language. It is totally different. And what you need to do and be in order to like make things run smoothly, make the directors happy, get hired again. That's all such an integral part, I think, of what people should learn. But they don't teach you any of that. So you're like on set, all of a sudden they're like flying in, blah, 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 go for makeup. You're like, what? What? Me? <laughs> 
And I definitely go into that like at the very beginning. I'm like, yes, your makeup is great, but is it going to get to set? Is it going to get there on time? Are you going to understand how the process goes and how you're going to fit in the whole thing? And the kids often sit there and they're just like, uh, yeah, they're like, I'll uh, figure that out. You know, <laughs> yeah. That, and it's like, nah, your makeup's never even going to get to set if you've got that mentality around it. So it's kind of like you've got to shake yeah. them up at the beginning. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, and you have to learn. Okay, so what happened was I, so I was assisting Lori. Um, we, they had all the fashion weeks at the Smashbox Studios for, yeah. it's like LA Fashion Week, but still. And so totally we were different doing, from New York, but <laughs> yeah, for the, those years, I was doing all the shows with her. Um, and around like Fashion Week time, there'd be all over town, like all these different. I guess all year, actually. They had, like, runway shows. So we yeah, did during a lot of summer, runway you would was... be going... I mean, during school, you went to... I remember you were like, I'm going to this fashion show. And, like, I was like, I don't think I want to go. And, like, you were sitting next to Brody Jenner or something. I remember... <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. What the yes. fuck? So, okay, so I was still in school then. I, <laughs> I, I forgot about it. that timeline. Yeah, because Lori would give me, like, tickets to certain shows. And then yeah, I'd be working Yeah, and you would go. Ones. And I'd be like, I don't think I want to go. And then the next day, she'd have this photo. And I'd be like... <laughs> like dang it so that I was learning a lot I was like every time I worked with her I would learn and then she would to the point where she trusted me where she would send me out on like I was her second so do were you getting her rate at any point or no but I would say if I had to do it again it's worth it it is worth it no for sure experience the experience that you got if you have a good person who's teaching you and I built a, a kit that I didn't have to buy. So I actually built up a full kit. Thousands I of dollars. I didn't have to buy. I had just spent like, what is it, like 2000 at the school to build that kit. Yeah. I ended up just like giving it to a friend. Maybe I kept like the pallets for a little while. Anyway, so I'm doing all these things with her. I had, uh, I was going to be the lead on my first show, like fashion show. At the same time, once I finished school, I needed a job. So I got a job on a reality show, like one of those home improvement ones, as trade out. So like I didn't know what that was. I didn't know how to do it, but that was the department I was in. Sometime during the show process, the makeup artist quit. What does trade out mean? Trade outs is the department that basically you reach out to different companies for the things that they need to do the construction and everything. And then you work out a contract of how much exposure, what's the exchange. So like for certain things, if it's bigger, they'd get like signage and we'd actually like film at the store. The loopholes of not paying talent. <laughs> or if it's a lot, if they're giving a lot, like let's say the company's providing like all of the flooring for the whole season, yes. then they'll show all of the guys pull up in the truck and the t-shirts and they get yep. like... So my job was like going through those con I was in a department of other people who all did it. And I was sent to set all the time. So like we have an on-set person to make sure that the signage got shot and everything we needed got shot. And the makeup artist quit. And someone literally turned to me and was like, Hey, you do makeup, right? Like, and I yeah. was like, Yeah, sure. Because it was just a, a man. He just needed like powder and stuff. And I had my kit in my trunk, I guess, 
I don't know why I was like 110 degrees outside, <laughs> but I did. And so I, I finished out the end of that show as trade outs and makeup artists. I didn't get paid differently. No, I was just excited to be able to say, Oh, I did makeup on this show. So in the meanwhile, every single morning I would wake up and I would go through all the Craigslist ads. There was like a couple different websites I would hit on every morning. I would send out my resume, my whatever photos I had at that point, and literally just send hundreds in the morning. That's how I was in New York. Yeah, Through that, I did get like some random jobs, but most of them were like, you know, exchange for photos or, you know, (laughs) you know, you'll get pizza for lunch. I know. I like coming here after 25 years in Australia as a makeup artist, the next minute I'm like, I didn't really factor in the whole thing about the union. So when I, somebody said to me, Oh, you go on Craigslist. Oh my God. I, I thought I'd just died and gone to hell because I mean, I was working on shows for years in Australia. I worked on Better Homes and Gardens. I thought that was funny. I worked on that for years. But it was good money. It was good money. Did you know Jamie Dory? I know Jamie, yeah. Jamie Dory. That is so funny. Okay, so the next show I did. Oh, my God. That I got hired for the same production company because I had just done the makeup, like, for those days. I got hired to do uh, the outdoor room, which was Jamie's That was his new show. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Jamie lived around the corner from me. His house was literally just around the corner from me, yeah. I still talk to him. Oh, wow. I haven't spoken to him in about probably five or six years. I did a photo shoot with him back in Australia when I was just before I moved to America. But just talking about Craigslist, like I went out on some shoots that I was actually afraid. I was like, I don't, this feels like a setup. This does not feel like a shoot, you know, it or was oh, a setup, my man. God, there's like, what is going on here in somebody's backyard? And I think this girl's about to take oh, her clothes yeah. off. And I really don't think this is the kind yeah. of shoot I really want to do. So Craigslist was Absolutely definitely not. a learning curve and I was doing a lot of shoots for a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars. But you know what? Oh yeah, that's like going yeah, away. $150. I think I think that's like normal for every MUA, our hairstylist, the first year out of school to do these grungy jobs and stuff. And of course you want to think about safety safety always because especially it's something I never thought of at the well, time now with the, the culture and stuff like you go on to discovery and ID you see all those crazy shows and you're like holy shit like the places that we have gone to as professionals just to get a portfolio started have been very sketchy and very oh, dangerous for sure so, like sometimes you're like I think I need to leave now this person lured me here I think I have left a couple of times yeah so we always want to tell people, you know, especially now going into this, like be weary and have have your numbers who you call before and after gigs. And if you feel uncomfortable, don't go in. Share your location with somebody. Share your location. Like but that. just if you feel something weird, just don't even go in. But, I would also say, though, there are – so during that time period, I was working on the show. The money is so low, though, for a makeup artist on like a reality show. How are you? How are you, how are you able to pay your bills during that time? Well, I had that job and I literally was working every night and weekends at whatever Lori gave me, whatever I found on Craigslist. I know. I was waitressing the whole couple of first two, two to three years. I did bartending too. Yeah. 
So I had it all going on. It was like, I could not you'd stop meet, hustle. and then I'd meet someone like one of my regulars at the bar who needed a makeup artist for his short film director. And then I end up there and it's like, you know, it's super low pay or none, but there are like some stars ish that you're doing their makeup. So you're yeah. like, all right, it's something. And I just wanted to be constantly working. One of the best paying jobs I had before the tour. It's the best. Actually. I got, 200 per girl oh. hair and makeup and they would have me do like four girls and I would get it done in like two hours. That's great. That was so 800 bucks and you're done. What might turn somebody off is it was for like a porn company. That's what I was going to say. So, it's porn. <laughs> I was in like a porns out here in Chatsworth and <laughs> I realized when I get there like oh all these girls live here and it's like a life cam yes, situation or something yes. oh, wow. okay yep. and they're like while you're doing their makeup they're going through like that weird list of things they're like oh are you cool with this how much for this that's when you break out the disposables and you put your good brushes away you're like oh <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's treat this out. Three weeks ago, I did just that. It was a, it was a cool company. So I checked out the production company. You know, they were reputable. They do a lot of documentaries. They gave me the name of the place. I turned oh, up. You told me you just did it's a porn. A, it was a sex toy, sex toy store. But the, the description on, you know, the call sheet was that it was a documentary. And um, they got you, man. And they got they me. So you. I get in there and I'm doing one of the girls' makeups. And the next minute, somebody came on her phone and she started to kind of undo her her shirt and I was like what are you, you doing too. she was doing this thing hey you got to strip tease enjoy it but anyway they're making <laughs> great money they're making so much money yeah in in defense of porn jobs and other things that may seem whatever I enjoyed it I didn't I went there Me a few too. times and I made the money yeah. I needed to survive because none of the other jobs were so, like, yes. each girl, when they sat in my chair, they would just sit there butt-ass naked while I did the hair and makeup. And that's just how they were. So, you just adapt and you're like, okay, get over it. I think that's the key word. Yeah. I, ca I came home at the end of that day and I I was actually really – I'd had a great day. I And I love the girls. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? They're businesswomen that's and they're the making too. great money. And two yeah. of them were under 20 years of age and they owned houses. And I'm like, you know what? Way to go. There's no shame in their game. Yep. That's what I thought. So, like, you'd, I'd sit there and I'd, like, ask them questions. I'd learn their story. I'd be like, this is yep. so fascinating. And then the dude would come in and they'd take them outside and they did whatever shoots they did, like, by the pool. So I was just – and I was like, I'm okay with this. Like, I'm indoors. I'm not in the middle of the porn set. I don't have to, like, nope. do touch-ups or anything. I think it was more like their own when they first signed to the porn agency. They did, like, solo – photo shoots or something i didn't really need to know the rest of it but i want to get off of the porn trail okay because i want right. to get back on the details <laughs> of, all right yeah because it's so amazing you were literally were in makeup school within like a year or two you and i went totally different coast i went east coast yeah. you were out here and it seemed like my path was open up really big quickly and yours was too, but on two different platforms and like yeah. going on tour, what is that like? And how did you get that? How did that all happen? I know that's something people want to know. Um, always. You, we always want to know this. Lori, I've built up a great relationship with her. She loves me. I think a lot of that, like someone who's wanting to get into this, you do need to consider like, I hate when they say putting in the work, but 
for yourself putting in the work, the time, things that you're not going to get paid for, things that you're basically investing your own money and time into can really pay off and change everything. So with Lori, I'm working, I'm doing this TV show. Now they had done the Jamie's show and I got hired to be a stylist, his hair, his makeup and makeup for other people on set. So I literally had my car, my trunk was just full of his clothes. <laughs> I oh just my like God. pulled something out. I didn't know, I wasn't like a stylist, but I just, they wrap all the jobs together to like save money. So I just had such a good relationship with Jamie. Like we loved each other. We had so much fun. Um, He made it super easy. It helped me to kind of learn what is even like on a TV set. Like how often do you go in for a touch up? It depends on the person. Some people you learn like they don't want to be touched once they start filming. So (laughs) you have to figure out making it perfect in the beginning and making it last longer we're outside. It's like 110 degrees. Everyone's sweating because they're doing like, you know, landscaping. And I had to balance like he doesn't want to be fussed over. But I also can't have him looking on camera looking insane because that's my job. So that helped me figure that out. I'm still working that and I'm getting these jobs with Lori still. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you're not on this, but, um, <laughs> and so <laughs> she, at this point, she had given me the opportunity to lead my own show, fashion show. That's I was awesome. really excited about that. So I was like working with the designers to come up with looks. And, um, at some point during that year and a half, uh, She had someone ask her for an assistant. They needed one because they were doing a shoot at Smashbox. And so she was, they asked if they can borrow her assistant. So she lent me out and that was to Billy B. Which is crazy because I worked with Billy like a couple of weeks prior to that, which was ironic. You did? I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I got, I was working with him on a runway show in New York City for one so this guy, Philip Cacioletti, like he, he does all of the videos for all Bash Week in New York City. And um, yeah. he like put in a favor for me and I ended up being a part of his crew for two fashion shows in New York City. And I mean, I was like, Johnny Lavoy was there. Like, it was wild. I was like, yeah. And I had this dinky <laughs> kit from mud. Like, <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> yes, yes. And Billy was so awesome because he showed the makeup really quick with his hands. And then, like, because he t- he just touches with hands. He doesn't really use brushes. Like, he's, yeah. like, like a crazy person. And then, he, then we had a touch copy it so like that was my experience with him so then when I heard that Billy you were working with him I was like holy shit (laughs) so he asked for an assistant and I think the first thing we did together was like a two-day like Latisse shoot you know for the the eyelashes um and of course it's like all models and they're all perfect and gorgeous and they all look like 12 so the makeup was not that intensive it was more just like natural and glowy um I didn't do any work he like that was so I went from assisting Lori and thinking that's what assisting is to okay (laughs) now I'm on a set and I have to just like I'm supposed to know what he needs before he needs it but we just met and this is a top dog. He's a he's one of the top dog in the fashion industry. So it's like... And I didn't know that. So like, I didn't know who anyone was, which yeah. worked in my favor a lot of times because I would have 
like peed my pants if I realized the gravity of the moment. But since I didn't, I was just like, okay, here I am. So we did that one. And at the end of it, I was like, yeah, I think he probably hated me. Because but he didn't, you know, he loved you. I, because I couldn't like figure out what he wanted before he wanted, and then he requested me again. I was like, oh, I guess he didn't hate me. Holy and then shit. that one was like a Sharon Stone shoot. Sharon um, Stone, a year after makeup school. <laughs> how was that? I I always wonder how it would be working with Sharon. She just seems like a strong individual was, to me. You know, she was great. The only thing I had to do, yeah, and she's stunning like absolutely stunning like the only thing that was the first time I actually was asked to do something and it was like put moisturizer on her whole body and you know who Sharon Stone was you were like I know this (laughs) but like that was so I'm I'm learning things from him only because I'm paying a lot of attention but his method of an assistant was nothing like Lori so I'm like that's okay he he is like run to the he literally just goes and you're you're like yeah you're running after him trying to like <laughs> no you're let you're like hanging on for dear life like what the hell is going on those two shoots and then he there there might have been a couple other ones where he called and requested me and I got paid too because it's like they have a budget for Billy and Billy has a budget for an assistant what was your rate as an assistant for that do you remember I don't remember probably yeah. like. $200. Which is crazy because he probably got Which like 10 Which is more grand. than the free one. <laughs> yeah. More than being free. So I was like, ooh, I'm getting paid money. Meanwhile, Me the landscape of how much Billy's getting is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, $50. Thank you so much. Lunch ticket. Yeah. Um, but that, so like there was a couple requests for that. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I'm, he's requesting me again. Then my show was coming up that weekend, like my runway show. And I got asked, not through Lori, but through Billy and his agency, to do this like two-day music video shoot for Gaga. It was Bad Romance. And I that meant it was the same day as my runway show. That was like my first opportunity to have my own show. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. So I called my friend Adrian. Were you just like, so did they just hand you 20 artists or you had to get your artists? I had my artists together from the group that I worked with a lot. Okay. I barely remember it. It was so long ago, but I like, I was ready. Um, I called my friend Adrian, who's I'd worked with a lot. And I was just like, what would you do? Like, what do I do? And she was like, get, take the music video. Like I'll, I got you. So she was already in my crew. I always knew that she was much better than I was, though, anyways. So she offered, we worked it out where she led the show instead, and she made me not nervous about that. Oh, that's really sweet. So I go to the shoot, and it ended up being like three days, I think, instead of one. And it was, we filmed the whole music video for Bad Romance. And, you know, I'm like being invisible as much as I can and just trying to predict what Billy wants and needs. And of course there are like times when I'm around her and her family and I don't know, I guess the way I behaved, they liked it. And so I then that next week got called like last minute the night before, like almost every day. So like, hey, tomorrow, can you help me for Ellen? And I'm like, uh, so I had to call in. The first day I called in sick 
and had Adrian cover me. And then it happened the next day. And I'm like, okay, this is going to start to seem crazy. And then by the third day, um, I had three days in a row. I had taken off. I had Adrian replace me. I went to work in between. And uh, at this point, I think we had done like an award show where we were there for a long period of time. So I'd done like a couple TV shows with her, the music video, and maybe like the MTV Awards or something. So I'm in the trailer and her mom, her parents are there and her mom was just like who she is. She's just like a yeah. really sweet, wonderful person and was saying something like, man, I wish I could get my makeup done. Oh, so you did her makeup. Oh, wow. I'm like, well, I'm just here. Like, why don't I, no one else was really yeah. around. That's so cool. For yeah. whatever reason. And I was like, let me do it. So I did her makeup just for fun, you know, just because there was someone sitting there who wanted the makeup done and I had a kit. So, because you always, you always have to bring your kit as an assistant, even though they know you're never going to work. So you're carrying on your 90 pounds. <laughs> know. It's definitely just in case the person has to leave or, you know what I mean? Even though you probably will never open it. So I had my kit, luckily I did her makeup. And then that same night I was told, um, by Billy that they had requested me already for tour. That's so But crazy. he said no <sighs> that I wouldn't be interested because even I, was, I already had a job on this TV show and I and then he told me like what the salary was going to be offered and I was like like I'm making like a hundred dollars a week. Did you like call him and say, why are you speaking no, for me? No. Or no, because it's Billy B. Like, you're like, okay, I guess I'm not doing it. The only reason why he told me was because this other person who was, they already ran his passports. They already got everything done. Yes. He arrived and was in the trailer. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's another assistant like I wasn't good enough like I just Holy thought of my shit. my own self like why is there another person in this I would have trail? thought like, of the like, same thing like what the hell I suck there's so much of that that goes on with us that we've got to try and work it out now oh it's my gosh so much. wait 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 we need to go back what how did so what happened after that so so he arrives this guy comes and then quickly he gets like asked to leave the trailer or something I didn't know I wasn't paying attention I think I was doing Cynthia's makeup and so then when he takes me outside and tells me this, he said, they have, there's, she's still requesting you for her chore. <gasps> so like he, she had requested me and instead he brought this person who was like with the same agency. Was Billy there during this time too? Yeah. We're at so this, he, this award was show. Was he bothered by it that, that they no, were talking to you? No, he had the guy come. Uh, no, but oh, was he, he bothered mean, that they were telling you? stuff no he told me this so billy oh, tells me they requested you before i told them you weren't interested and they still yes. requesting you but now she's still requesting you again this person was supposed to go on tour with her and okay. she just met them for the first time and i guess again she was like i want her i Got had no it. idea this was happening because i didn't really have any much interaction with her and so i'm like he's like so can you do it and I'm like, yeah, I had just gotten a passport for the first time. I like had never used it. Um, so for the next week, it was like I would do these jobs with him sporadically. And I didn't know if I was chosen or not. 
So if I left, I was going to leave at the end of the week, which was Thanksgiving. That was a day before Thanksgiving, but I didn't know until the day before. The day before. So I was going to work and I ended up telling Jamie like, hey, I just have to be real with you. Here's what's going on. I haven't been sick. I'm doing this. Um, And making that decision was like, I might, like these people are probably going to fire me either way right now, but I just can't do that to him. So I need to be honest. So I told him. And was like, you know, I might get this job, but I might not. So I might still be here. But I know that, like, I can't do you dirty like that. So I just wanted to tell you everything. And he was like, and I was so nervous. And he was immediately like, oh, yes, Tassie, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) He was like, I'm so happy, so proud. Like, oh, if you get this, it's going to be amazing. And you're going to be amazing at it. And so... That then allowed me to like breathe, like, okay, so if I need to not come in tomorrow, I can just tell Jamie because he was also awesome to be supported in that way. Totally. So for the next days, I just was just waiting to find out if I was chosen or not, but I'd also be on a set. So I'd be like on a TV set with all of them and Billy's agents writing me like, yeah, they still haven't given me the go ahead. What agency was he with? The Wall Group? She ended up making her own agency after that. What was the original one? My brain's not here with us today. It's okay. I don't know. Uh, Something Argus. I don't know. Anyways, it was a New York one. Um, Yeah, it's one of those top ones. So then I don't even remember when it happened. I think I was like at Jay Leno and I got a plane ticket sent to me. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean I'm chosen? It's like for the next day. So that's how they told you. They just sent you a plane ticket and said, here you go. Yeah. They didn't say, can you leave tomorrow? They just said, here. <laughs> they were like, here you go. And you're going and tomorrow. <laughs> and how do you pack for that the day before? You know what? I don't even know. I think I ended up at some point, you just like buy things as you need them. You figure it out over time. But I didn't know. I just knew, like, I need my kit. That's all that matters. I'll wear, like, the same pants if I have to. You literally went from, like, assistant, not knowing anything, the day before, here's your plane ticket. You're like, shit. And I've still never touched her face. Oh, my God. You hadn't even touched her face. No. So you got this going on. And then on top of it, you, <laughs> you don't, you didn't, you still have a boyfriend. You got family, you know, like you got all of these I have a components. Job. <laughs> I have a and, a dog. and you literally were just told, here's the plane ticket, figure it out. And then tomorrow is your destiny opening. God. So the next day was like Thanksgiving. And I remember like nobody called me. I had no. So I just like walked around like Quebec by myself and then found <sighs> out the next day there was like a big tour. Like, of course there was. And now I would realize, like, but I just didn't get the invite. So I was, like, by myself for Thanksgiving, which was fine. It's not the big deal. But I, the first night of chores, so basically he was going to be there for three nights. Billy. And in that time, he was going to train me. Okay. The, I was supposed to, like, be doing the makeup. At least in my mind, that's what made sense. Like, at least one of these nights... I should be doing the makeup while he's supervising. Well, so I that's think why you were said, there. You were there to take over. <laughs> yeah. I think he said, like, the first night, like, I'll do it tonight. You watch just because it's, like, the first night of tour. And tomorrow you'll do it and I'll watch. And then, the you know, there was, like, a he had a ramp up. It ended up being all three nights he just did her makeup. 
I was in the room, but you still didn't and he get did that. show me some things. Like he showed me what he was using. They like had that kit ready for me, but I had not touched her face yet. Yeah. You didn't get a, a relationship. I'm like secretly panic attacking. I was going to ask you about that. How much of that felt just having to stand there night after night? I would have felt so anxious. Oh, I was so, so anxious, but I kept in the back of my head, like, okay, if I mess up when I actually get the chance and it's awful, the worst thing that happens is I go home and I was here for like a week or so on a tour. And I had a good vacation. (laughs) Yeah. So I just kept thinking that like, I can't drive myself crazy. The worst thing that happens is I'm awful at this and they get rid of me. Okay. Be ready for that. So, so when was that moment that you got to do her makeup and she was like, I love this girl? I think what happened, and I could be like remembering it incorrectly, but I think that the first few dates we were in Canada and he did her makeup. I may have done it like the night he left. I had to do his, her makeup and I, I kind of was a blackout. Like, I don't really like know You were just happened. on fight or flight. like Yeah, because you have like hair people working at the same time you have you know there's a lot in the schedule I think it started with like a two-hour glam period that got shrunken more and more each day and many nights it ended up you have like 15 minutes while the wig is being put on and she's doing vocal warm-ups and you just adapt and learn how to do that somehow I don't even know how it just yeah no we were we were talking with um SNL, Louis Zakarin. I'm sure you met him when you were there. Yeah. Um, so we were talking with him and he was telling us how quick his changes were. And it, it's. Oh, my it's God. Really they are probably, so fast. Yeah. It's probably very similar in, in being backstage when some uh, artist is going in between sets and you're like, <sighs> like, sometimes there's probably no light. There's nothing. So so a lot oh, of people no. realize, you know, you're sending stuff out flying. I always call it we're flying blind. We're flying blind yeah. because whatever we put on them, they're kind of just like going and we're like. Well, here's the thing, too. For the whole Monster Ball tour, there were no touch-ups. What? Jesus. Because in the quick change, she's changing costumes. She's having her wig fixed and re-glued on and getting water. If you could. And all of the costume changes are scheduled for, like, maybe the very end of the song when the dancers are out. Or she'd be, like, under the stage and only has a second. So... We worked out doing a lipstick change in the middle of the show where I transitioned. It was pink in the beginning, transitioned to red so that she could easily just swoop it on herself and have the contour and the line already. Other than that, there were no touch-ups. So basically, I learned very quickly what worked and what did not work. And I learned it by going in the audience every night as soon as the show started, having a panic attack and waiting to like get the reveal. Now, what I didn't understand and I had to learn is like, as she got more and more famous. She got huge, it wasn't famous, she became a monster. But I mean, (laughs) within the first like year, everything changed. And we, that's when I started like, so I think I did the show, maybe I did the show one night and the next day we were in Boston and she called me to her room me and Freddie. Freddie is her hairstylist. Yeah, which we hadn't done before, this day glam. So we're like, okay, cool. 
And because it was in the hotel room, it was like, I felt less nervous. And I guess she was super happy with the glam because that while we were there, she told her manager like, Hey, book Tara for that thing in London. That's great. That's happening like this weekend. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I got to tell you when you first told me that you were going on tour with Gaga, it made sense to me. I was like, that is Tara (laughs) all the way. Like if I could put you with anyone that made complete sense to me when you told me that. And I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) It it was, but it literally blew my, like blew me away. Cause it literally, we literally just graduated. And I was like, Oh, so I started questioning myself, like, why aren't I getting people on tour? But then I had to sit back and adjust myself and say, well, I'm getting offered these things that other people aren't getting. You know what I mean? But there was that moment, like, sorry, I keep hitting my mic. But there was that moment where you're just like, holy shit, am I not doing something right? And it starts to, it's like a trickle effect. And it happens to each person you like either worked with or, you know, and it's kind of like, but I love. comparisons. Yes, but I loved watching where you went and the thrust that you went into and how you handled it, I thought was pretty graceful for just being thrown in like that. Yeah, it kind of shows that you've got that chameleon improvisational talent which I always say to the kids that I've taught that's such a big part of this it's not you've just got to learn how to swim without floaties you've got to get in there and just do it and that anxiety is also part of the art I call that the adrenal overload like it just flattens after you finish the makeup but while you're in it the adrenaline is making your hands move is making is making stuff happen where you're kind of out of body you don't, you're not even kind of there. Yeah. Something else is doing it. Totally. And you get to the end of it and you go, that happened. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden she gets pulled out of the chair. It's done. Because there's no time yeah. and you're like, but I'm not, okay, I guess I've finished. I guess that's And then you can't really remember like how you yeah. just did that. So like when our stage changed to having the Megatron screens, that became my parameter. Because before you said to like look at her on stage and look at photos after, this was like, as you soon as she comes her. out, she is on an enormous screen. HD. This close at ah, HD. HD. Oh, my God. And I would sit there and be like, Ugh. and I would wait because there was a moment at the top of the show where, so I finished her whole glam, and she would put these stick-on adhesive gem things that, like, I remember that, the eyeliner. This. Did you peel, you would peel it off and peel it on or something? No, these were just, they were, like, Perry made them, our wardrobe, and they were on the back of them was double-sided tape. Ah, okay. So they would, she would, right before she went on stage, she would put those on over this makeup I just finished. And then would put on a pair of sunglasses. And And so I would wait for the moment in the show when we first saw her (sighs) eyes because the lashes were so long. They would hit the glasses. She had to like, you know, work the things over so I knew in the quick change when they're getting torn off it's like I could lose both eyebrows I could lose one lash on one side what did any of that ever happen on tour no I don't know how I would say maybe during the theater tour when I was recreating the look he he designed Billy a lot of things happened but nobody could see them because it wasn't there weren't any close-ups there were no cameras yeah I would just see them when she got off stage at the end and be like, oh, crap. Okay, so whatever that is, it, like, 
interacted with something and it's coming off in like a weird pattern or and so I have to use this product or stay away from this product that you'd have to then just like play with different things that worked and figure out okay these things don't work don't ever bring these around me again <laughs> because so you learn to like really lay on that adhesive and like get them so glued on and if you're dealing with the like you like you said, you were like, Billy made this look. So you're dealing with stuff Billy loves, the products he loves, the product he knows. And you're trying to adapt and learn with those products, um, which is different for every artist. Like some artists will love a product and I'll get it and I'll be like, I don't want this. And I, I know a better product. So it, did that ever happen? Did you ever question or had to challenge what Billy was using to change it? And were there any issues with um, that? I would say because he wasn't there. Yeah. They, there's nobody who's like paying attention to what I'm using. All that mattered to me was what this person, my client, thinks when they look in the mirror. What Stephanie needs on her face. How does she feel? What does yes. she want? You then quickly realize, oh, after the shows, before the shows, in between, there are paparazzi photos. There are we're doing random TV interviews where, so the mediums got so mixed where every day her makeup, I just mentally, her makeup had to last two and a half hours of dancing and singing and sweating. It had to read on stage perfectly. It also had to translate for like a TV setup that might happen before or after the show in the venue. And it had to photograph beautifully, even with like a fan cell phone cams this close. So these are four different mediums of where, where they, they all have to translate great. At all moments, they have to yeah. be perfect. And even if, you know, there are many nights where maybe we had like 15 minutes that was left for our glam time. It's like, it doesn't matter. No one else knows that. Yeah. And no one's going to, she's not going to remember that when she sees the pictures, if she hates They're them. only going to remember the finished product. She just wants to know she's not getting persecuted by the public. Yeah. You just have to make every single look you create perfect in whatever time you're allotted. So if you only have 20 minutes, you figure it out somehow. You Were there any moments that she was like, I don't like this. And you were like, shit, I have to, you know, we all have those moments. Yeah, when she would, when I first started, probably for the first year, year and a half, it was a different working relationship. And if she ever didn't like something, she would say it while you're doing it. Oh, wow. Like okay. looking at, because we're in front of the mirror the whole time. Yeah. So like she's facing the mirror and I'm we're working around her. So if she doesn't like something, she's going to say it while it's happening. Like, I don't like that. I want it more like this. I think we should do more like whatever. So that was that was all I needed. Although then you could see the photos later and she could decide she doesn't like it. She may have loved it at the moment, but maybe then it photographs a certain way or whatever where she's not happy. So then we would get the notes on that. Like she doesn't like the look from yesterday and we need to like work on that. So I think it's just a lot of back and forth. I learned a lot from Freddie, the hairdresser, because he also does He's an amazing makeup artist. Freddie's still with her, right? Yeah. And so I just learned and adapted, and I don't know how I did it. I don't know. 
I still to this day, I'm like, I don't even know how I worked like that. So you were, how, how long were you on tour with her? Six years. So six years, that's a long time. And I, we didn't stop. So like if we had time off, I had time off wherever she had time was off. living. Right. So that was, I didn't have time off. She did. And the tour right. did, but Freddie and I still needed to do her glam morning, afternoon and night. So you literally didn't have any time off. No, but I also didn't care. Like I loved it. I just loved it. So it's like we would on, on the non tour days, we'd get to be like play around more and get creative with the looks and try different things. So were you were you paid for non-tour days also? No. So you were paid the tour days, but a, a substantial amount each day, I would assume. I, I was paid so. per week. And then you, so six years of that, right? And then if, we, if, the, if the in-between thing was like for Vanity Fair or for Vogue or Elle, they would Which pay she, me. Would she pull in Billy or you would do it? For in the beginning, there was definitely some pulling in Billy that I also had a lot to do with because he had already communicated to me that he had an assistant who had like stolen his client. He told me that like right before I left. Because that's what that's what I was wondering. Like, how does how does that relationship go? Are you still friends with Billy? No. Do you still work with him? We weren't friends ever. Oh, ever? No. So you were just thrown into this world of Billy. <laughs> I just met him, worked with him. Everything happened fast. And then I felt loyalty to him. So of she course. would bring up like, we're doing this thing and she would want me to do it. And I would suggest bringing in Billy. That's, that's actually smart. And I did that for a while until she decided she didn't want to use him anymore. That's crazy. That's a weird position to be put into too. When the artist is like, I don't want to use him, but your loyalty. Well, that was like a whole nother thing. But why did you end your tour with her? I got really, I'd been sick for like a year and a half, really, really sick. And I just didn't want to stop. I didn't care to. And I loved my job. So I didn't want to. And you, so even you're, the you're, doctors would be like, I can't treat you if you're going to live this lifestyle. I was like, okay, fine. So this was your wall. This is this is when it was like, I can't do this anymore. And did you have, was it like a talk with Stephanie? Like, hey, I, I don't think I'll be able to continue on because I am No, sick it was like, I mean, I wasn't, I was being hospitalized while touring, yeah. but I would make it to the next show. There was like a lot of very serious health issues that had developed and were happening that I just didn't care about. I was oh, like, oh, well, Tara. whatever. <laughs> and so... Yeah, by the last tour we were traveling, she'd got me a hyperbaric oxygen chamber to travel with us. I love those. Yeah, me too. I love those hyperbaric. so good. I was just getting like sicker and sicker. And so it came to a point where we both were like, I had been in the hospital for a couple days and I think I had missed the show. And they had to figure it out. And we finally were like, we have to, yeah, I got to go home. I have to like What's, take care of myself. And it was a mutual, like we, at the same time, we're both like, all right, we'll call it now. We've like dragged this out as long as we yeah. could. I've stayed as long as I physically can. Yeah. I, I worked gotta, for years with really bad chronic fatigue and I kind of did morning TV cause I was a single mom. So I didn't, I chose to work in TV instead of film because I could kind of regulate the hours and get home in time for my son to still have a full day. 
I had serious yeah. chronic fatigue. I got actually bitten by a tick in Australia and I got Lyme's disease. Okay, I have Lyme oh too. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. And <laughs> I just would get out of bed. At, I have no idea I don't how, even but... know how I did it for years. Out of bed at 2.15 every morning to be in the studio for morning TV and you do, it does accumulate. You get to a point where it's like my body is not going to do this anymore. It's just I can't keep doing this. And yeah. I didn't care either because I just loved it too. I loved it. Yeah. So. But what's so crazy is like when you when we do this to our bodies, because we all have dealt with um, health issues at one point where it's like, do we go to work or do we, you know, suffer for the art of it? Um, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, there's been a couple of artists that have lost their life because they haven't taken care of themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. So. For you to come off of such a great run six years of doing that and then having to be like, all right, I got to I got to go focus on my health and stuff. I got to rehabilitate. Like I literally had to like go into hospice, basically. How did that affect your mental state? It was very difficult. It I think it still is. It's still an adjustment. Because you have lupus, right? I was diagnosed with lupus and then I was diagnosed with a ton of like coexisting problems. And it took me years to be able to like not just be in bed. Yes. I was like in bed for the first couple of years when I came up door. It's debilitating, yeah. which you didn't know that I actually have lupus also. I didn't know that. No, you did not, which I like laugh. I was like, oh my God, Tara, when, when you, when you said that you had it, I was like, holy shit. Cause I have, I, I got the butterfly rash really bad you did? a couple okay. of years ago. And, um, so I like last week we had to cancel a podcast cause my skin was so inflamed. I'll send you a photo. It was fucking insane. I look like a crazy person. It's like, and it always attacks me like that. Um, so when I heard that you were sick, I was like, oh shit, like that fucking sucks because I know exactly how you were feeling. Like your body, it just won't go. It's like, you can't, yeah. move. You can't move. and it's a mental thing too. It's mental warfare, which people don't get. It, it literally, it debilitates you in your tracks. So kudos to you for even trying to go and continue on because I don't know how you did it because I know with yeah with I don't either a couple of years I was touring and being hospitalized but being like I'm cool guys I feel great and you, so you weren't sleeping at all after the first couple of years or whatever it was when I got sick before I knew I was sick I just knew that I literally had not slept for months like I would fall asleep right before the sun rose and then I'd need to go to work so yeah. I maybe get like a half an hour a day. And one of our security guys, who was a good friend of mine, would like check in with me, be like, have you slept yet? And I'd be like, no. Like, no. Yeah. Be like you need to sleep. So like, um, then I got like diagnosed and I still couldn't sleep. And they tried to give me sleeping pills. I didn't feel comfortable taking them because I live yeah. in hotels and on the bus with people. Like I'm going to try my first Ambien like on the tour bus and be Absolutely like not. a no. crazy person. No. Yeah. So yeah, I just never slept. <laughs> and I was used to it. And there's like a sense of feeling kind of crazy that you get almost used to and can kind of use it to your advantage. It almost like erases your anxiety. And you're just it's like, like you have superhero powers for a second, and then it comes crashing down. It's pretty awful. Yeah, yeah I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like if you look at pictures, there are like times during the tour where suddenly my whole face is like huge. With swollen. Yeah, I know exactly. 
When I, I could see the photos, I could tell when yeah. you were Claire and when you weren't, which is like crazy to me. I met Megan on a film a couple of years ago uh-huh. and Megan turned up one day on set and I literally, before my eyes, this rash come from her feet all the way up. And I just saw it happen within about two to three within minutes. seconds. And she sat down and she's like, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. I'm like, you're not okay. You're absolutely, you're not okay. Like that's, you're yeah. not, it's, there's no question. No, 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 I'll be fine. After about five minutes, you're like, okay, all right, I'll, you know, we'll get the medic and off she goes to hospital. It's like, but next day back on set. Yeah, I was back <laughs> with my steroids Isn't in that hand. Crazy? Isn't that crazy? Like, I was hospitalized in South Africa. That was, that like, one of the worst ones. Where terrifying. Had, they said I had meningitis. Yes. Oh, my God. And they test your brain matter. Like, they test your spinal cord, and you're like, I don't have meningitis. No, but I did. Oh, I had, my God. Meningitis. No. So I... We were just on a safari. I had the best time. And on the way back on the flight, I, like, could tell something was off. Like, I'd already been diagnosed with lupus and everything. So your system was already crashed. I was getting a migraine, which is normal, but it was almost like I was feeling, like, hallucinogenic at the same time. So then we went back to the hotel that night. We got to the hotel, and I remember... It was the weirdest thing. I was like at the front desk. I knew that my key was in my pocket, but I couldn't get it, even though I was just standing there. And I couldn't tell the person at the front desk that I needed my key where I was. And one of our security guys came up to me and like noticed, like, are you okay? And I just started crying. Like I, I, I couldn't verbalize anything. It was right there, but I couldn't speak. And so he you know, got my key, brought me in my room that night. I don't know if it was dreams or hallucinations, but like all of the jungle animals were in my room talking to them. (laughs) And then I had work in the morning and we had a show. And so I just knew, like, I just need to make it, get her on stage. And then we're good. Because if I show any of this, on the outside, like it'll become a thing. Everyone will be worried about me. She'll be worried about me while she's performing. I can't have that. So just get her on stage. So there was a medic in the hotel room because we'd always do like pre-show glam at the hotel. And then we do glam for the show. So it was like two different glams. Yeah. So I did the pre-show glam. And there was a medic in the hotel room and I just pulled him aside and was like real casual so that no like just keep an eye on me. I was like, hey, um, when the show starts, can you come find me? I wanted to, like, ask you something. And he's like, okay. So the I got her on stage. The show started. And then it was like, whatever that is that keeps you able to focus it's during something like that. It's it fight or flight. went away. And I mm-hmm. literally collapsed in the dressing yep. room. We had, like, our friends who were doing a documentary who were there, luckily, in the room with me. They called the medic. The same medic from the hotel was like, oh, yeah, you called and asked for me. They took my vitals and my temperature. I had like 105 wow. fever. Oh, my and God. they rushed me to the hospital. And I was just like, just don't tell her. Like, do, don't let anyone tell her until the show is over. Because if someone, like, says it in her ear or something, it's just going to mess. It mess her up for the show. Yeah. You guys be, at this point, you guys had a friendship. I remember, like, yeah, seeing, we're like. really close friends. 
And like, are you guys still friends at this point? Yeah. Like, so obviously, it's different. Because yeah. It's one thing when you're living yeah. with somebody. Yeah, that's family. Yeah. And then when you're. Yeah. And then when you're not anymore, it's like you're not going to talk as often. It's not going to be the same. But we're like, she's still my good friend. So, yeah, I didn't want her to know. That's I great. went to the hospital and her trainer, this wonderful woman, Terry, she rode with me. I don't really remember much of it. I remember arriving there and them saying something about like a doctor coming in the morning. They did like a spinal tap. Yeah. And I slept. And then when she finished the show, she came to the hospital. Holy shit. Um, and they needed, we needed to fly out, I think like in a day or a day and a half to the next South African city. And I was just like, all right, I have to like be good by then. Cause I need, I can't miss. Did anything. you make it? Did you actually get that? You could, you got through meningitis in one and a half days. Oh my God. The next, well, I think I was there for three wow. days. So we had got a couple of days off in South Africa. The morning, the next morning, the doctor came and it was like, someone told me he was Nelson Mandela's doctor. So I got All lucky because right. some of those countries, if you had to go to the hospital, like you wouldn't. Good luck. So it was like a nice hospital. Everyone was very nice. I had like a room and he came in and was like, okay, like, I see that you have lupus, blah, blah, blah. So this is CNS lupus that led to meningitis. Your brain is inflamed. And we it's have to take fire. the information brain is down. on fire. And I was like, but I need to like, can you do it? And then I go home tonight. And they were just like, girl, no. You have to be in this hospital <laughs> for days You're so like, we can monitor you. No, can about you to give die. me something so I can follow her? <laughs> like, yeah, give like, me just the thing? Like, I don't know. Just give me something. Let me just go back to the hotel. They were like, we need like days of steroids to take the that information is down from your brain. culture thought process, by the way, because anyone in a different country would be like, I'm taking care of myself. We're all like, we have to follow them. <laughs> we have to go with them at all. And risk. I made it by the next show. Like I didn't make it before showtime. So who so, did like, ended up doing her makeup that day? So Sarah, who was the dancer's makeup artist. So who's did now you know Sarah? Artist. She was on tour the whole time. She was whole, the dancer's hair and so, makeup. Do you ever see the stuff on Instagram how people are like, I love Tara more. I love Sarah more. There's always a debate of who. Yeah, it's just a weird fan. It's just a weird thing with the fan. I was going to ask you that. Is that weird it's, for you? It has nothing it's to do with anything. It's so weird to see that. It's super weird. Yeah. But it's something you realize over time you have no control over. Zero control. So it's like. Like, you know, once the bigger she got, the bigger every single look I did is because it's everywhere. And now you have like a whole sea of critics. That's every day. You're like, you know, the lace on that didn't look right. Or, you know, this is not the right lip color. So you just have to learn to just not care and block it out and not look places where there's a bunch of catty trolls or whatever. It's like our troll. That is not important because the important thing is my client. Yeah. And yes, some of those opinions may reflect how they feel about my work at some point. Um, but every day you just have to all day long be in that moment. Like, what are we doing yeah. now? And do you not read those? Like, do you not read all of that stuff? Because I mean, I get tagged in it a okay. lot. So like, do you, I would untag myself. I would, I would just laugh at them and be like, okay, asshole, bye. 
<laughs> but, you know, it's been so many years. It's like, yeah, it's just part of the deal. The culture. It's like a fandom that has feels they have the right to choose outfits and songs and and looks and yeah. who's her so makeup it's like, person, who's her hair person. I'm just grateful that like there's still people who even like know who I am since I haven't been working for a while. Yeah, what so after this, you know, you take refuge to get your health ha- like better, you know, Sarah takes over. That must have been a really d- tough tough decision. How did that come about? And then where are you at now? Um, that's a lot of questions, Megan. I know. I'm just trying to get them in there because I know we're, we have a limited time. Yeah, leaving, um, it was just time. There had been, like, so much that preceded that, that day that was, like, we knew what had to happen. And we both, like, cried. And it was emotional. But I was also, like, yeah, you have to go to work. <laughs> you have a show. Yeah. She was, like, late for the show. So... Because Billy tried to also, Billy Billy wrote crazy stuff that yeah that, that, he wrote that, crazy stuff yeah that I saw it I was like whoa Billy so like we had the same agent yeah all this time and so you know she would tell me things I didn't you know whatever so he knew when I left tour that it was like that week now she's home and that's when he did like all these interviews yes yeah I saw those. because I wasn't as maybe shielded in his opinion from by her like if i was with her still it would be like this is crazy that yeah, this he just came happened for you. yeah he came for you he came for the juggler when i saw the stuff he was writing i was like holy shit like and and it, and it started, was weird because nothing happened between us it was like he he was like bitch stole my look kind of bullshit yeah that's what yeah, he that was claimed. exactly, and that I like took credit for his work. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, how how does that happen when you're not on tour with someone? <laughs> well, that's part of it, but he was also claiming like part of his grievances in that whole thing was people online thinking a look was mine and me not somehow fixing that universally across the world. Like you had that responsibility. So it's, like, it's like, I don't like, have I, like it's even possible. So like yeah. it was, he was saying he was upset about fans thinking or whatever. It's things that I, are not in anyone's control. Yeah. And that I think in his opinion, I should have every single time it. I saw something mistagged or mislabeled. Yeah. I should not only seek them out. When I don't even know that they exist. But meanwhile, you're but dealing with your health. I'm working. I'm literally on tour working. Yeah. It was very hurtful because I was really sick at the time. And I just remember like opening it. Like, what What did this even come from? Like, like why where? did it come to me? Why yeah. now? Even? And also, yeah. you know, when you work with somebody, there is that transitional period. Like you said, if he's not available, then I'll, you know, is he available? Hand it but off. there is a period yeah, when an artist like, does prefer somebody and, you know, the other artist has kind of got to kind of hand it over at some point and say, well, if that's what, if that's what she wants and she wanted you, then that's, that's kind of how it goes, you know, like we're there, with the Grace, client is like the one like, that gets hey. to say in the end. That's the one want. that matters. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And we can all yeah, agree on that. It's happened to all of us. It's happened to me, you know. It's happened mm-hmm. to me the other way around where here, 
It's happened to me the other way around on tour where yeah. I would be, I'd be booked for something and then another artist would just it's show up. part of what we go time. And I would then realize, oh, I'm not doing this job anymore for whatever reason. And now they still want me to be present though. What? And so I would, that happened all the time. So when someone else is then complaining about something that has that nothing to do with done, me, yeah. I'm like, girl, please, like, I think I think that also comes with ego that happens with all, all of us. For sure. That's an ego thing. Um, with yeah. Sarah taking over and stuff, did, is she in the same agency now that Billy was in? Does she work with Billy on looks or did, did that completely get divided no, off? That, by the time we got to the Born This Way ball tour, I was just designing the looks. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it was like. But that was, was like, her decision. Yeah. That was like, you know. You are with me all day, every day. And it's about time that I'm going to... It's a different... Yeah, that other relationship was somebody that maybe did her makeup once in a while. Got it. So she maybe only worked with them a handful of times total. And but it came out it came out in a different way. That's what was crazy. It was like the opposite. And I always I always like thought that was so fascinating that that you got dragged when there was no point of it. It was like, yeah, there was nothing actually happening. There was nothing to drag. There was nothing to drag. I think (laughs) what was going on was the its own things from what our intermediary would tell me would be like, all right, it's got a lot going on personally. And for whatever reason, I'm just the choice of this where to direct this outrage in this moment. It's fine. It's so, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah, you can go and say, like, that was all my work because I introduced you. But that's just not reality. It's where like is whoever that line? does the makeup, that's yeah. their work. Yes. Where um, is that line if you as designed artists? a look, you know, years ago that you were there for those two days and then you leave, clearly that look is going to evolve. Evolve. Yeah. It's like it's I'm not, I wasn't even taught how to replicate what he did. So clearly I had to figure it out and figure out my own way. Cause I never got trained in like, you do this it now. Let what, me see if the way I do so, it. Yeah. The same makeup can look completely different with two artists doing it. No two artists are the same. The work is not the same. No, for sure. So, you know, and why can't we celebrate like when one person's there and when another person's there? And that's another topic that we're actually going to be discussing on the podcast is, is there real artist camaraderie with one another? Like, can we really lift one another up when we hand I a job I think so. Over? Like when Val, when Val Garland would come and she would hire her to do something, I took it as, you know, and then she would want me to stay because we're friends. And like, also, and so I yeah. would also, you know, ask Val like what was okay for me to pay attention to. Is it all right if I watch? Is it you know? And she was always really cool with it. And then we'd like go out for smoke breaks together, and she would tell me little tips and things. So I took it as like, of course, there's part of your ego that's like, oh my god, like I must have messed something up. If someone else needs to come in, but over time, I kind of realized. No, this is just like, take it for all the good it can have. Like you can learn how this, she wants you to learn how this person does makeup to incorporate that into what 
you do every day or, you know, having someone different with a whole different perspective, even touch someone's face, they're going to do something totally different. So realizing if that's like my canvas that I work with all the time, it's good to have like fresh life infused in it. You can kind of get into like a routine, especially when your time frame to do glam is very small. So it gets really easy to just kind of like do a lot of the same yeah, stuff. Go to your safe spot. And then having Where? someone else come in and who sees them totally different. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I like that, that you see them differently than I do. Where can people see your work and what are you working on? What can we help plug you with since you were so graciously on here and we want to make sure that we plug our artists? I'll come back anytime. You know I will. We'd love to have you back. You know, I have a website. Uh, My art isn't really anywhere yet. I am working on that because I did start getting commissions and stuff for original art pieces. So. And I don't have like any of them anywhere except for online or on social media. So I need to do that. I finally got ready to like do makeup again. To emerge. It took me a while. I yeah. like didn't really want to. Um, do you think there's a future going back on tour? No. No. I think that's something you either you do, do when like I was young. Yeah. And it was the perfect timing. I just I couldn't. I say no so quickly because I couldn't handle it now. I would be that schedule, that everything, like I wouldn't, I would force myself into it and I would make it, but I it wouldn't be the same. You just, you have to have so much like free energy and stamina, joy and stamina to not only deal with all these people's personal things that you're literally living with, but also like you're exhausted and you're doing makeup on the same face, maybe three times a day, maybe more. They're all different looks. And you need to always somehow think of something brand new. It's mental, emotional, physical. And, you know, I I totally get that because I've been doing this for so many, like 34 years now. And I'm in a very different space now to where I was in my 20s, where I'd get on a plane and have no sleep and do a music video in Sri Lanka and nearly get killed by the, you know, the the Tamils and still be okay the next day. That's, that's, yeah, I get it. It's different now. Yeah. I I think, yeah, also... I mean, I would love to work with an artist again. I definitely had a dream situation there because she allowed for Freddie and I to be so, especially during that time frame, you know, those years. You guys were family. And she, you know, with her makeup, the same face could get boring potentially for that long, but she allowed us to do so many things that were so creative all the time that it was just, really fun so you know we'd freddie would always be like in his room making new hair colors and wigs and i'd see those and then i'd be like "Ooh, maybe i should so being able to like have a face to work on that wants to be really extra and creative all the time is a lot different than like you know doing this a tv a show look every day or, yeah. or a tv show where it's just like, like just clean makeup face. yeah yes where you're like, yeah, I'm not really that important here. Even though you are, you start to kind of think that. But when you're, you know, able to do these like dramatic big things all the time, it really does get fun. Like during the art pop album phase, I had so much fun. I feel like I was able to go in like a different direction that was more, and I started painting then. So it was like, 
I'm painting. I would like paint in the studio, these big paintings, and then kind of take whatever I brought from that over into the makeup side and get more like weird and abstract with it and kind of just like change the whole look. And that was just really fun. Wow. That's the dream run. That is just like an artist's dream yeah. to be able to have it that It really license. was a dream run. Really fantastic. And to have just, someone who wants their makeup done that I often. know. Because you... And gives you that You're able space. to learn their face so well that, like, that's your... You know, you know how, this, how the light hits every part of their skin. So you can sometimes... You know, it's like, you know... You have all that time to just, like, stare at them like a weirdo in between jobs where you're like, hmm, I like how the sunlight reflects off of the nose right there. Let's pump that up. You know, things like that. I feel like that's really important for, like, a creative process. When you're working with one client, it's like you can see them all the time and without makeup and all different and be with them. You get to, like, really study everything about them and figure out how to incorporate that. Like what color does their cheeks flush after they work out? <laughs> what yeah. is that exact shade? And how do I like, let's recreate that instead of using yeah. these colors. And, you know, kind of, I feel like by art pop, I was like, was able to kind of strip everything away and start with a whole new look that was just really fun and different. I love the journey that you brought us on just now. And there's so much more I want to ask. So I have a feeling we're going to probably bring you back. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'd be love to come back. But yeah, I'm living in the Midwest right now. So I'm in St. Louis area. There's not like a lot, you know, obviously there's not a ton of productions out here. This isn't like the spot, but I like it here. <laughs> and so I'm going to figure out how to incorporate how it. I can fit in the city that maybe doesn't do as much, but maybe that's okay. I mean, that's, you might have you know. a new niche going on by yourself yeah. down there. You never know. That's what I'm saying is there's not really, you know, when there's not in a huge industry, it's, there's bad sides to it, but there can also be bonuses. Yeah. Like you can start something you can, there's still creative people who live everywhere. So like, and obviously you're so creative like you're just so creative so just you know I'm sure you're going to be able to put your hand to a number of things and make them successful as well especially your art thank yeah you. Tara thank you so much for coming I on I want to know more about both of you but yeah I guess well, we'll, we'll do that next time, time. <laughs> we're going to bring you back on yeah. we okay. love having <laughs> you I am I love that you shared honest moments of what you dealt with also honest moments of just your journey. I think it's important for us to tell people it is work. And obviously, even yeah. even if luck plays into chance of where we go, like, you know, a year after beauty school, unheard of, but at the same time, it came at a cost. There's always, you know, there's a double-edged sword. Um, so, and when I say that, I always say that loosely because I want people to understand you still have to put in the work, even if there is a lucky thing in that background. Yeah, and I would say a huge thing, at least for me, that, came into play was my ability or like natural whatever however I naturally am to not be seen if I'm not wanted but to be there listening always like there's a fine balance of like that whatever it is about me was what got me the first thing with Lori she called me back and the, the, so it's like 
I wasn't, it wasn't my makeup skills is my point. I hadn't done makeup when I got chosen to be on the tour. I had done her mom's makeup, but making people feel comfortable around you, I feel like it's so important. You could be amazing, but if the person who basically needs to have you there all the time feels even a little bit uncomfortable, you're never going back. Figuring out like in each situation you might went into like, oh, what do they want from me? What do they not want from, you know, and kind of naturally doing that, I think got me more opportunities than the, whatever skill set I had. We want to thank you all again for tuning in and a very special thanks to you, Tara Savello. What an awesome episode. Please be a part of this amazing community of makeup artists and hairstylists. Please give us a follow on Instagram. It's whatsyoureta.podcast. Also, you can follow me at Megan Hester, M-E-A-G-A-N-H-E-S-T-E-R, makeup, M-A-K-E-U-P, on Instagram. Make sure you follow Viv. Where can we follow you? You can find me at Viv Summers, V-I-V-S-O-M-E-R-S. And if you have an episode idea, guys, or a person that you would love to hear us interview, please reach out because we want to hear from you. Yes, we really, really do. And I just want to thank you all again for tuning in with us each week. We really love the atmosphere that we're creating and we can only do that with you guys. Talk to you next week.